Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Edric Show. I am your host, Edric Jerome, and this is the place for intelligent conversation with interesting people. Don't forget, in addition to our YouTube channel, you can also catch The Edric Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all of your online favorite streaming platforms for podcasts. Please subscribe, drop us a line, leave a comment, give us a like, let us know how we're doing as we continue to grow this thing from the ground up. My guest today is author and recent college graduate, Christian Ferraria. Christian is a public speaker and an early career professional from the San Francisco Bay Area. His new book, The Mediocre Student's Guide to Graduating College, has just been published and is available on Amazon and will be in select bookstores later in November. In his book, Christian offers a guide for struggling and unmotivated college students, including advice on how to pick a major and other important topics of college life that can lead to graduating successfully. Christian, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. All man, right, man, let's, let's go, let's go. So um, tell me about the book, what inspired you to write it, the motivation behind it, the idea, how did that uh, creative process work and uh, why did you decide to write this book? So I actually read the Toni Morrison quote. It says, um, the book you want to read is the one you should write. And I just thought about that long and hard. And I was like, okay, I need to write a book for like unmotivated, struggling students. I was like, that's perfect. That's exactly what I want to read, especially as like a 16 year old. So that's actually how I went about it. And the, it came to me that night. And I swear, I just worked on it for like four hours straight. I've never been so motivated in my life. And it, it came together. I got feedback. Um, it's been about a year now after editing and whatnot. And here we are. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it's a nice read. Uh, I think it's great for new college students. As a matter of fact, uh, full disclosure, my daughter just started her college career, and so she's reading it right now. <laughs> so thank you for for sharing that with me because I was like, uh, okay, honey, here you could take a look at this because I think it'll help you. There's some really good tips in there. So, um, when did you realize that that you were quote unquote a mediocre student and and how did that impact you wanting to communicate to that particular constituency? Yeah, so I wouldn't necessarily always say mediocre, but I was definitely unmotivated. Like that okay. was the complete word I would use. Um, so pretty much like end of high school and whatnot, just different subjects and whatnot. I struggled in some subjects, I strived in the other ones. Once I got to college, I wasn't exactly sure what I was going to do. So I took a few classes in different majors and whatnot. I went to one econ class. I told myself I was an econ major for three hours. They read the syllabus. I went to my dorm room and I was like, yeah, this isn't happening. So then, you know, with me, I'm a good talker, writer, all that, the energetic type of person. So I was like, okay, what can I major in? And I thought long and hard and I was like, okay, communications because it's broad, but it, it can, you can be just about whatever you want in that field. So I was like, okay, let me be a communications major. And that's kind of how I went about it. And uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention you were a grad uh, graduate of St. Mary's, correct? Yep. St. Mary's oh. College, go girls. All right, all right. Um, in your experience and maybe working with your friends, your other college students that you were around, um, what are some of the aspects of college life uh, that can lead to students being unmotivated? Lead to students being unmotivated? Well, one, I think you've been in school a long time. That's one thing a lot of people don't necessarily always weigh into. I know school is a necessary evil, but a lot of kids that were just tired of school. We've been in there all the like our whole lives. So I think just being in there a long time, maybe you haven't been doing well. You might have pressure from parents and 
you might honestly, I mean, I hate to say it, but sometimes at some schools, there are teachers that aren't necessarily the most motivating to some students. And I think that plays into it. So by the time you get to college, and let me say too, in high school, I think some some teachers, you know, they might scare you. They're scaring these 16, 17 year old, 18 year olds, but the but those kids don't know what college is really like. So when they get there, they don't really know what's going on and whatnot. So I think that kind of leads to the unmotivated factor because they're supposed to go to this thing. They don't know if they can get through it, but it's like society tells you, you know, you have to go to college. It's kind of a status symbol in my opinion. So I think that those are some of the factors that lead to it. Um, you referenced your um, switch of majors uh, from e economics to communications. Um, but what is some advice you'd give to students uh, about choosing a major? Because it is really important. And, and maybe uh, talk about some of the mistakes that students might make in that choice. Yeah, so I think it depends on the person, you know, like for if you're a really good student, if you know you want to be a doctor, clearly you can go into biology, chemistry, whatever. Um, if you're in between student, like I just feel like most people, their default major is business. And I mean, if you want to go for that, go for it. And then if you're a struggling student, I think you can go into a few other majors that'll still get you to a good place. But my my whole thing is one, like I think the first semester, I think you should just try out a bunch of things. I don't think anybody should just be locked down to anything. And then number two, I think a lot of people should play to their strengths to an extent. Like I think pushing yourself is good, but everybody has strengths in some areas. So I do think playing to your strengths will naturally lead to a successful outcome. And then if you're a quote unquote mediocre student, my advice was get in a major that doesn't necessarily have the most tests because some people aren't good <laughs> test takers. That's the way it is. And with me, you know, I'm a writer and in my writing and whatnot, I'll have a lot of errors. But the good thing about an essay is you can have it proofread. You can go to the professor. There are writing circles. There's so much you can do prior to turning it in. So by the time you turn it in, you're like, okay, I know I did fairly well because I did all this stuff. Whereas a test, you know, you get there, you can study, but there's no guarantee. So that's my advice. You know, when I read your book, it reminded me of, of, of some of the things I went through in college. I went to San Francisco State. And um, one of the things I decided to become was a history major because I could use business statistics as a math requirement because I was not, advanced level math. Once I got to a certain level, it was a wrap, you know, but but so your point is well taken about being aware of the work required and the complexity and the dedication of especially some of the higher level math classes, which I think is one of the, uh, the, the points of kryptonite, if you will, for for students. Mm -hmm. um, so you also talk about, in addition to some of the things we just mentioned, um, you talk a lot about in a, in a, a very uh, non-judgmental, and I really like the way you, you approach this topic, you talk about the social life in college. And, 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 and that's such an important point in students' development. It's just that, that whole notion of friends and roommates, and you write about that. So um, what was your experience with the social scene at, at, at um, St. Mary's, and how were you able to navigate it? And more importantly, um, why did you put, put that in the book as well? So should I start on social scene or roommates? Tell either me. one, either one. Okay, so one, I'm going to say this because um, I brought it up on purpose because I really want to talk about it. But roommates, I think roommates Go should for be it. taken so seriously. Like people don't understand. When you go, like as a freshman, you might go on some server, you might put in your whatever preferences or whatever, but you're essentially going to be living with a stranger. So I think you need to take the process seriously because I know so many people that had bad the first year that had so many terrible roommate experiences. They had to switch out just whatever. And they all look back and they say, I wish I would have taken that seriously. 
So I say yes, fill out the form, but like, I think you need to try and get to know the roommate. And I tell everybody like FaceTime the person, talk to them because over online, like Instagram, whatever, we can all make ourselves appear the way we want to be a text. Somebody can think real hard and make themselves sound like a lovely person when they're not. But when you FaceTime, you know, you can ask, you can ask somebody the important questions that are important to you. And, you know, I hate to say it, but now like in 2022, like politics and whatnot, like there are some extreme political people. And generally speaking, I don't think politics should be a, like a rule breaker. But I mean, if somebody is like far, far, far left or far, far, far right, and you're at the opposite, I think that's important. You should try and figure out these things before you get into your room and you see, and you know, and they're planning whatever. So that's really important to me. And I think if you're watching this, you have a kid or you're a student going into take your roommate process seriously, because that can make or break you. And then in regard to the social scene, the social scene on a college campus is very interesting because you got a lot of different types of people. And when you get on the campus, you know, there are some people, they know you don't know them. So they're going to appear to have their stuff together when they don't. You'll have guys wanting to be players when they're not. You have everything. So first, when you get to your college campus, like have your own objectives and don't listen to the people around you because the people that act like they have their stuff together, they'll drop out after the first semester. But you wouldn't know that you just listen to what they've said. Um, other than that, you know, you have you should have like a few friend groups, in my opinion, like be a floater in regard to that, like the party scene and whatnot. Just be responsible, you know, don't drink too much or whatever, but just be safe. Ride share apps. Um, I mean, yeah, all that. If you have anything specific you want to ask about the social scene, but that's my summary, I guess. Well, I, I guess I'm, I'm interested because you you are of a, a generation, I'm, I'm older than you. And so we didn't have the Instagram and all of the different types of social media when I was You're in college. So yes. So to me, well, I take that as a compliment. Thank you. Um, but to me, uh, it's a lot different today for what you just referenced. I mean, there's all these different ways that um, you can be seen whether you want to be seen or not. And so how did you navigate the, the social media part of it? Because that's a big part of, of young folks today when yeah, they're in school. So, yeah, absolutely. So nowadays, I mean, social media, like if you're my age, you know, 22, 23, you kind of grew up with the phone in your hand. And a lot of people use social media a lot. I myself don't necessarily, but I just think that you should make like just know that social media is not real life. That's number one. And another thing about social media, I just think for a lot of people is like, I think in my opinion, a lot of people get like instant validation from social media. And I don't think that should be the case. I really think you should, you know, limit your Instagram usage to maybe once or twice a day. Don't take it too seriously. And just know that too. Unfortunately, like some people are kind of mean online, you know, because they they don't have to speak to your face and whatnot, receive backlash. So I just say manage your social media responsibly. Um, we talked a little bit before we came on and I wanna ask you now, um, what's been your family's reaction to the book? Because um, it's, uh, you know, family is also part of a critical part of the college experience and parents and expectations. So talk to me about your family's reaction. No, so my family, they all loved it. I mean, I don't want to tell their business, but they're all very successful people. And they just liked how passionate, like they saw that I had like a clear um, why behind this. They all thought, they all read it. They all thought it could help a lot of people. And they liked how I kept it authentic. They didn't, you know, they didn't, I didn't quote unquote whitewash it or do anything that wasn't me. A lot of people that know me and read it, they were like, okay, this is Christian. 
He sounds yeah. like himself through. He put his personality in there. And I mean, overall, they're just they're really happy and they're really happy for me. So, yeah. Well, congratulations. It's a great read. And as I say, to me, uh, you know, my daughter, she's like I said at the opening, I, I definitely first thing I did after I finished it was like, here you go, because I think you're, you're really hitting on something because um, it's just it's simple, common sense things that can really help kids uh, who, who are in a situation where they might think they don't have any alternatives or, or don't have any way to turn or nowhere to turn to. So kudos for for taking this on and using your own experience to to educate people uh, because, you know, help is out there and you're obviously contributing to that. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit now because uh, you also like to travel and uh, yeah. you've been, I've seen, uh, you know, you've traveled a lot. So um, how important is travel to you? And, you know, what are some of the experiences of travel that maybe have helped shaped you, um, you know, your, your view on, on America and other places? Yeah. So travel, that is like my clear cut, like passion in life. Other than anything, people know I have the plane on my wrist right here and have a lot of international friends but i think travel is really important i think everybody should do it it should be like an obligation in your life because you know in america we kind of have our bubble here and when you go to other places in the world and whatnot everything's a lot different and when you know i went to europe a bunch of times but when i studied abroad my junior year right before covid i got sent back but that was a whole thing um i learned a lot i woke up in a different culture i had to speak spanish every single day um the way of life was different, you know? People were honestly a lot friendlier in my opinion. Um, and I just think the different languages, between the languages, the cultures, the way of life, and just, you know, comparing and contrasting things from your hometown to here is just really important because you have to, I just think it's one of the most educational things and people need to get outside of their hometown and experience almost the discomfort of living in a different place so that they can appreciate things about that place and about their hometown. So if you're watching this and you have a student or you are a student, I really think you should study abroad because it's going to open your eyes to new things. Hmm. Um, last question I have for you as we as we get ready to wrap this thing up. You're also a major sports fan, hoops fan. Um, <clears throat> talk to me about sports. The NBA season just kicked off. Uh, Warriors fan, right? I would I would think. Okay, Oakland, we everything. Okay, okay. So. Give me an outlook on the Warriors this season, the youngsters, how they're going to integrate them. Tell me what you think about Golden State. Oh, yeah. No, we're going to repeat. I think this year we're going to be a lot better than last year. We have Wiseman coming back, and he's he's been very underrated. But his first year, he was averaging like 17. And he's a beast. He's, no, yeah. And he's a he's an upgrade from um Looney. In my, and Looney was great, but he's an upgrade from that. I think Clay, like people are writing off Clay. I think Clay's gonna be a lot better because for most people I know, they say the second year after the ACL is when people come back. Now he's either gonna come back or he's either gonna flop. But I, I really think this is gonna be a good year for him. I mean, Steph's still in his prime. I mean, I know we have the whole Draymond situation, but the team is really, really uh, in a good place right now as long as we can stay healthy. And the lovely thing about the Warriors is you can kind of see like the next generation coming. Like right mm -hmm. now it's, Steph, Clay, Draymond, right? But then it's like you like in maybe two, three years, I can just see Steph handing the keys to Jordan Poole. Then you know Draymond, that'll be Wiseman. I mean, it's just it's gonna it's. I think we really have a good team for the next maybe four or five years. Well run. I personally wish they had stayed in Oakland. I was really upset about that being like an East Bay native, but 
Yeah, I think we're going to win again. And when they do, I'll have to come back on your show and tell you. I Absolutely. Told you so. Absolutely. Anytime, man. And, uh, you know, to just piggyback on what you said about the Warriors, my opinion, it's just a, a testament to their ability to scout and draft because all the people mm -hmm. you mentioned were homegrown. Um, you know, and they put pieces here and there. Shout out to Jermichael Green, who I think is going to be a great addition coming off the bench. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Dante Vincenzo. <laughs> I think I'm getting his name mm -hmm. wrong. But um, so these, you know, they they just they've rebuilt. And uh, I think they're set up nicely to to rule the West for at least another three or four years. So Absolutely. Um, let's go dubs. All right, Christian. Well, uh, let's wrap this thing up. Let's take a look at the book. You got it right there. Buy my book, there, people. There it is. Amazon and uh, select bookstores in November. Christian, thank you so much for coming on the Edric Show, and thank you for putting out this very informational guide for college students. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And yeah, people, link will be in the bio for this video. Thank absolutely. You. Absolutely. Uh, this has been another edition of the Edric Show. I am your host, Edric Jerome. Thank you for tuning in. Of course, you can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and a host of all your favorite online podcast streaming platforms. Please subscribe, drop us a line, give us a like. Let us know how we're doing as we grow this thing from the ground up. And of course, we always promise this is the place for intelligent conversation with interesting people. Thank you for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next show.